0: Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Uravosis and Cliff Schechter. Hey, everybody. I wanted to talk a few minutes about Mira Ricardell, who is the woman that Melania Trump is trying to get fired, or maybe has gotten fired, from the National Security Council. Uh, you may recall that Melania put out a press release yesterday or a statement on Twitter basically calling for Mira to be fired. And everybody thought it was a little bit strange because you know, First Ladies don't usually go public about who they want in their husband's administrations, especially calling for people to be hired when it's the, or fired when it's the kind of thing that you would tell your husband privately. You wouldn't put out a press release and try to embarrass him. So it was very strange. It was particularly strange because Mira is the, or was the, Deputy National Security Advisor. So she's a top foreign policy aide to the president. And again, First Ladies... Especially this First Lady, not all of them, this First Lady is not necessarily an expert on foreign policy. Hillary Clinton, if she were First Lady, would be, was, certainly more than Melania. So, anyway, the reason I bring this up is, when I was watching the news about this yesterday and I saw a picture flash on the screen, I realized I know Mira, but I knew her as Mira Barata. Mira and I had worked together in the late 1980s, early 1990s, when I was working in the U.S. Senate, Mira was working as a defense and foreign policy aide to Republican leader Bob Dole, and I was working as an arms control and foreign policy aide to uh, Senator Ted Stevens of Alaska. Back then, I was a Republican. And Mira and I were working together as staff assigned to the Senate Arms Control Observer Group, which was a special Committee of sorts of senators put together bipartisan, who were to observe and give input on the arms control Uh, negotiations going on in Europe at that point in Vienna and Geneva with the with the Soviets, and then ultimately the Russians after 1991. Now, what I remember most about Mira, and then I'm going to also tell you a well, I'm going to tell you a story about what something that happened with Mira that I think also perhaps tells you a little bit about her formation to where she is today. But what I remember most about Mira was. She was um she was antagonistic and just not helpful. I would almost say backstabbing. Um, Mira and I were on the same team. We were both Republican staffers on a committee with Democrats. I remember Bob Bob, uh, Bob Bird had a staffer, Robert Bird. Uh, Luger had a staffer, and they were the most involved staffers. Were Birds and Luger and and the committee and Mira and me. We were like the four key staffers, I recall. And it should have been Mira and me working together versus the Democrats working together and then all of us trying to find, you know, comedy in the middle. Well, it wasn't. It was the the, the, Repu- the Democrat not being terribly good, the other Republican not being terribly good with Lugar's office, and Mira being just really not good. You know, I, rem- I recall Mira on multiple occasions sort of pulling rank, you know, you know, working for Bob Dole, and she wanted her way when we were scheduling trips and for the senators abroad and itineraries and things. And there was just a, there wasn't a lot of, Trying to work with me, especially as the new guy on the team, especially as fellow Republican, you know, in a partisan setting, we should have been allies, we weren't. Um, and it's, it just stuck with me at the time, and it stuck with me through the time. And I was warned, actually, by my chief of staff about Mira. And about everyone else on the team, but including Mira, and he told me, "Don't trust them. They're, you know, <laughs> they're all backstabbing." Um, and they were to a degree, but 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 it bothered me, and it still bothers me to this day that near Mira, as my fellow Republican, was sort of that backstabbing. But um, you know, it's I, I remember her as a very strong person, very strong-willed, no nonsense, no bullshit. Uh, she was one of those people that has a bit of an aura around them. I uh, I talk about. Ted Kennedy, Marin Red Edelman, you know, other people, my old corrupt boss at the UN, she she was had one as well, sort of people who are able to, it's almost an actor's way of portraying themselves. I'm always impressed on TV when you see actors who play, uh, you know, presidents and things, and they're able to assume this very strong character, and you're kind of, and then you see them interviewed later, and you're like, you're like a really nice kind of person. How do you play this really strong, scary person on TV? And it, it's acting. And I think, I think there's an acting quality to it as well, but but may also be something people just have naturally in them. But Mir was one of those people. There was just a toughness and a hardness, a don't-fuck-with-me-ness that exuded from her, and um, it even came out when you were dealing with her on the same team, uh, politically. Now, fast forward <clears throat> to only a couple months, actually, in to my joining Stephen's office, we go on a congressional delegation to Europe to visit the arms control talks. I want to say Geneva, uh, Vienna... And then we also went to uh, Bonn and West Berlin. And this, mind you, was a really amazing time to go. We arrived in Berlin December 1st or 2nd or 3rd of 1989. It was two to three weeks after the wall metaphorically fell. Uh, This was the time when uh, the wall wasn't gone yet, but finally the East German government caved and decided to start letting people cross the border back and forth. I mean, it was historic, euphoric I remember being up at two thirty in the morning, breaking off pieces of the wall, you know, because we were there with chisels or rocks or whatever we could find, and just breaking these pieces off. It was just looking at the guards, and they were kind of smiling at us and taking pictures. It was, I mean, I was taking pictures of them. It was just amazing. Um, and we were there for the talks, and we get off our military plane to, to arrive in West Berlin, and Mira is on the bus with me and the other staff, and I don't remember if there were any other female staff. I think it was all guys and and uh, and Mira, so. We get on the staff bus. We're in the back of the bus. The wives of the senators—it was all male senators. Their wives are all on a second bus. And onto the bus comes the uh, DCM, the Deputy Chief of the Deputy Chief of Mission of the U.S. Embassy there. And he—I remember him being kind of an older guy, although I was probably twenty-five at the time, so old is relative. But you know, probably in his fifties. I remember kind of grayish hair. I want to say I remember glasses. Kind of a, a very nerdy guy. I remember that. And he comes onto the bus. And walks up to Mira and says, Oh, you're on the wrong bus. <laughs> she looks at him and goes, I don't think so. And he says, Yeah, 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 yeah. The ladies' bus is over there. And she goes, Oh, no, no, you misunderstand. I'm I'm Senator Dole's staff. No, I I, I know that, the guy says, but but the ladies' bus is over there. <laughs> and she goes, and we're all watching now. Like all the rest of us are watching too, going, like, what the hell's going on? And she goes, I'm Senator Dole's arms control defense staff. And he goes, no, no, I know that, but the ladies are going shopping. This bus is going straight to some meetings, and I just thought you might be more comfortable going with the ladies. I, you know, my jaw hit the floor. All of us were just speechless. I had never witnessed this uh, amount of sexism sort of straight up in my face. Not that I ever recall. This was the most glaring example of anything I'd ever seen, and the most glaring abuse, and Mira but mind you this is 1989 right and i mean i'm new on the job so uh, john of today would have i would have i would have said mira step back let me handle this and i would have ripped the guy a new new ass uh, at this point but you know i was new on the job i was 25 and all of us were just speechless watching this and she goes i'm fine i'm staying here so the guy was like okay well you know suit yourself and that was it we went on our way now all of us immediately jumped up and told M- M- mira we were like look this is that is absolutely outrageous. Let's—we have to report this, and—and and she said, "No, no, 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 no. I don't, you know, I don't want to. Just let it go." And we wanted to, but we weren't going to obviously report it if she didn't want it reported. But I mean, you know, <laughs> 10, 15 people had witnessed this that I recall, um, and it just—it's a—it was just interesting because I, I, I was thinking back to that story as well in sort of the larger context of what makes Mira Mira today, um, and I think of what women had to go through and still have to go through especially working on national security issues you know and now mind you Mira was already kind of a hard ass you know, even before this incident but I have no idea how many other incidents like this happened um but in any case I just wanted to bring that up because it was it was interesting to me like I said as more uh, just in in the context of who Mira is today you know today they're saying I'm reading the stories that uh You know, she was unbending, uh, the reasons why Melania wanted Everybody hated her. She would yell at staff, you know, try to get her way. She'd yell at the military. Uh, She even fought with Melania's staff about seating on the plane. She got upset with them about using the National Security Council resources, about Melania's staff using the NSC resources. And I'm reading this, and it's funny. As much as as I said, I, I know who Mira is, and I know even with me 25 years ago, 30 years ago, She wasn't the most helpful human being on the planet 30 years ago. I wasn't 40. That would be really scary. 89, 99, 2009, 30. Okay, not as bad as I thought. Um, Was not helpful, even working with her own team. So that I can see. But but I'm reading it and I'm also kind of thinking, doesn't this sound like everybody else who works for Trump? You know, bossy, tries to get their way. They yell at you. They don't share what they don't play well with others. (laughs) They don't share resources. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, is Kellyanne any better? Sarah Sanders certainly can't be better. Cory Lewandowski sure as hell isn't better. Stephen Miller, Bannon, that woman on CNN with the shoplifting record, the dark hair. You know, you all know who I mean. She's on CNN occasionally. She's she's just awful. I mean, the number of bossy, nasty, mean people Trump has had in his orbit. It's it, Mira does not necessarily seem out of place. Now, I was reading she was in the Trump transition and was a real hard ass with uh, Secretary General Mattis, Because she thought Mattis was a Democrat, and uh, she vetoed a number of people Mattis wanted to appoint because she thought they were too, uh, you know, they were Obama people. So Mira is a super Trumpy, super partisan hard ass. But again, you know, that's not necessarily a certainly being a super partisan hard ass isn't necessarily a cardinal sin in town. Um, But it 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 again does sort of flavor my experience with her. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. I'm not sure what conclusions to draw. I just thought it was an interesting anecdote. And uh, it just sort of surprised me, as I said, when I was watching the TV and saw her face come up again. Mira Barada. Wow. You stay in this town long enough and everything comes around again. All right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, we'll, We'll talk to you guys later this week with another episode of the Unprecedented Podcast. Thanks. Talk to you later.